welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that means to you and me. I'm Jay Warmke. And I'm Annie Warmke. You certainly are. And today we're going to talk about how to die in a sustainable <laughs> way oh. or how to make sure that bucket you just kicked wasn't toxic. Okay. So, <laughs> right. So we're, we're really talking. Where, where do you come up with these things? They just they're, come to you in your sleep or something? Come, they're, they're my legacy. So. <laughs> All right. So, Good so to know. part of what we're talking about here, and it's a serious subject, but it's also one that we won't treat overly seriously, but people die, you know, and, and it's one of those weird things that as, as a culture, as individuals, we don't want to acknowledge this. You know, we're going to get we're going to get people feeling a little bit squeamish. The reality is people die. In fact, 50 million people die In every this year. No, no, I think it's worldwide. Oh, worldwide. it's got to be worldwide. <laughs> 50 million. 50 million. That'd be one. <laughs> of course, it's, it is 2020. It's a big know. industry, folks. Right. Well, and it's just huge. let me say that it hasn't always been like that. Because there was <laughs> people didn't used to die. No, no, there were a lot of people dying, uh, and there've right. been pandemics and all kinds of stuff. But I mean, we didn't give up our power over the process of death sure. and burial. We had people die in our home, and yeah. then we had a wake, and people came from far and near, and um, and honored the person. Uh, often, women would. Uh, take care of the body, sure. clean the body. and It was a less antiseptic process. So people were not as squeamish about it because well, it was part of their reality. It was also an amazing way to love and say goodbye. Sure, sure. And so we've given all that up to some strange thing. Okay. Well, what I'm, what I want to talk about here, because that is not our reality today. Um, this industry of death is, has become quite unsustainable. And so I wanted to begin but this you said, process. You wrote on the paper, death is not sustainable. Death is not sustainable. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Although, although I think it's forever, Jay. It, it I, I'm pretty sure. All right. I plan on sustaining my death. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I won't like that if I All go. Right. Okay. So so I want to identify what the problems are first. Okay. Then we'll talk about some of the solutions. So well, tell us how death is not sustainable. Well, so, first you off. Mean, you mean the process of well, how Well, the process of how we dispose of the body. That's what I'm going to focus okay. on mostly. So we, we end up with graveyards. And this is a Western culture. Obviously, different cultures handle things differently, but I'm well, there in are the lots United of graveyards States. In other countries. I know there are, but um, I'm, it's a Western kind of thing. At the I moment. love graveyards. All right, let me finish. Okay. All right. So we're good. <laughs> so, so you've got all of these bodies going into these graveyards and eventually in high population areas, this becomes a problem. So you can either go down, you know, go deeper into, into the, the ground, ground. Or go up. So some of the solutions that we've had. <laughs> like buildings is, with dead bodies. In yeah, it. like in Sao Paulo, Brazil, um, they have a 14-story cemetery, basically. Wow. It's a building full of bodies, um, you know, 14 stories tall. And uh, another example in Taiwan, they've got a 20-story building. Now there it's cremated remains, right. but they have 400,000 cremated remains in this Yikes. one building, the 20-story building. And in fact, I guess when you can put a little card and there's a computer thing and it'll retrieve the ashes and aye, super aye, high tech. Aye. That must cost a lot of money. But here's yeah. the thing I think is part of the challenge of this idea that you're going to talk about. And that is that, so there's a reason all those people in Sao Paulo have all those bodies is because there are some forms of particularly Christianity that think it's a sin 
to do things like cremate. So you got to have yeah. the body. Well, that that may be the case, but I don't want to get into that. I'm just going to say what is, not the reason it is. Well, there are cultural reasons, though, sure. why these things exist. Yeah. Well, even in cremated areas, Hong Kong is full up. They said there's a 50,000 body waiting list for cremation. Yeah, but you have so, ashes. You could just like pot no, but, a but they're not plant cremated with yet. it. They're not cremated. Oh, they're this waiting to cremate them. Yeah, yeah. Sheesh, and, and so like, for instance, the last um, cemetery in that's open in Manhattan, uh, the vaults start at 350,000 bucks. So this vaults, is you mean vault, a burial vault. That's your only option there. And they so, so they put the casket in that in the ground. Is that what you're talking yeah, about, or, or is it ground. like a building? No, it could be in the ground or above. In fact, it's funny. I remember as a as a kid riding on the bus going to school, and we passed by this thing, and it and it always said a cemetery. No, no, it wasn't a cemetery. It was a building supply place, and they always oh. said we sell burial vaults and septic tanks. <laughs> Well, it's similar. <laughs> it's basically the same thing, except without a pipe or whatever. But wait a minute. I just want to say there's difference between what you're talking about. So vault in the ground holds the casket, but above ground. It, you're talking it's about a, a mausoleum. Like, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, but a vault is just a concrete casing that holds the coffin. So it could be above ground, could be a below ground, doesn't matter. So they're just charging you 350000 bucks for a spot. And another solution that they've run into. Is there a shortage of those two? I'm sure. Yeah, uh, wow. in the, in Manhattan. Who space. has three hundred fifty thousand dollars? Somebody who wants to die. Well, you don't need it anymore. Just spend it in Manhattan. So, and then there's grave recycling, um, which I found quite macabre but interesting. <laughs> uh, in England, it's a big thing. Like especially in London, basically they say, look, if you haven't used your grave, <laughs> I don't know how they determine, but they basically say if the body's been in there for seventy five years, and the family doesn't object. We're going to put another body in there. But they do the same thing in France and they pay women to go and clean the graves every so many times a year. So it looks like somebody's maintaining it. Otherwise, the government comes in and says yeah. that grave's gone. We're putting another body in well, there. Well, and it's an issue, you know. Then, then you get the other issue of when you bury bodies, human bodies can be quite toxic, uh, especially when they, when they treat them like embalming. And, and the statistic I saw is that 800,000 gallons of formaldehyde, Ugh. which is a cancer-causing agent, is used every year in the United States as part of the embalming process. And the whole idea of embalming to me is bizarre anyway, but it's mm. basically just for that couple of days, I guess, yeah. for people who can, you know, oh, she looks so natural, that kind of thing. And uh, it's it's a weird. Well, it's for extending kind of the body so people can come for the funeral yeah, for or long look at it or whatever. But the other thing is, I guess pollution also could come because a lot of people take a lot of pharmaceuticals. Wouldn't that go into the ground it too? It might. It might. Uh, those may be less long lived, but there are issues like um, metallic body parts, um, pacemakers. Oh. But the implants. caskets are supposed to be watertight. Well, maybe, maybe not. But if they're wooden, don't they break down over they time? They typically do. Um, so they said in every in a 10-acre average cemetery, you're going to find that there's about 1,000 tons of metal. Wow. About, in the ground? Yeah, as a part associated Leaking. with the barriers. Yeah. 20,000 tons of concrete and enough wood to build 40 homes. So... So wow. even if you're not talking about pollution, that, that's a lot of stuff to just stick in the ground and bury. So that's an issue. Now, 
let's assume you decide you're going to go through with cremation. And actually, cremation is the top choice um, for, for disposal. Uh, in 2016, it was about 50% here in the United States. They're anticipating by 2035, it'll be about 80% of all burials will be cremation. But the process... I don't, I don't think so. I think people are afraid of it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about your uncle who was afraid oh, yeah, he was going to yeah. be burned oh, no, alive. That, and... Yeah, so this is these are stories that get passed down. He worked yeah. in a funeral home, and he was my great uncle, and he worked in a funeral home back in probably the 1920s. And um, and they apparently buried somebody alive and, uh, well, they had it in the box or something and it couldn't get out. When they went to lift the lid, it was... This is a story you tell around campfires, right? No, he, no, this story was true because Where's he was terrified. <laughs> he, he had everything written out in his will that sure. they had to wait so many days and do certain things to make sure he was dead before they stuck him in the ground because he didn't want to be buried <laughs> I, alive. I think that's a consumer tip. Okay. Um, before <laughs> disposing of the body. Make sure the person is dead. is dead. Let's just let's just sort of because death is is assume, sustainable. <laughs> let's assume this. All right, so you've got that, but then um, the process of cremation and and in going through all of this, it just reminds me of the old Monty Python skit where it's like they're all pretty nasty, but but all of these what's issues, all pretty nasty? Uh, how you die? Or, oh, you know, yeah. Basically, mm -hmm. so with cremation, um, you know, we think of that as a, a cleaner kind of disposal we do, process. But at doesn't it do. pollute the air and stuff? Yeah, it does because you're burning uh, at 12,000 degrees or 1200 degrees Fahrenheit Ouch. for 45 to 90 minutes. So, an, you know, almost an hour, an hour and a half. And and then, of course, afterwards, any any of the bone material, any of the solids get ground up into a dust. And uh, it's, a, well, it's I quite an energy intensive process. I didn't realize they grind it because when yeah. my ancestor or my relatives had cremations there were bits of bone in there i know well the grinding may not have been overly effective and, but and there's also lot, stuff from your teeth yeah there's a lot of co2 a lot of nitrous oxide you know really? you're burning fossil fuels you're disposing of this it is it is a highly polluting process also if the person was create was they put the formaldehyde in the person that would be going up into the yeah i don't know i i, I didn't see anything but that would Maybe be one you're not of supposed it. to oh no they do that really hmm. oh yeah well then you really got some pollution so all of these things are problematic as from a sustainability from a green green living while you're dying kind of perspective. Uh -huh. um, but then you, you add into this just the amazing high cost of it. And and to me, okay, before we get into I'm going to break down I know, down but some I want to say costs. something. The, the real challenge here, the real so, sort of aha, is that we don't talk about death right. in this country. So we don't talk about how we want to take care of things when we're going to die. We just think everybody else is going to be responsible for it. And this is one of those issues where we leave it. We act like we're going to be there and watch the funeral. So we want to have a say, or we don't want anything to do with it. We want to pretend like we're never going to die. Sure. And we, it's we, my party and I'll die. If that's I want a, to, that's right. right. <laughs> and, and so we leave it. It's like when we abandon the idea that we're going to have the person at home and prepare their body at home in a loving way. We gave up all these customs that help people to move on to the next right. but, level of life. And I, I personally believe one of the reasons these things are so expensive is because 
the person who has to make the purchasing decision because it's been left to the grieving yeah. relative uh -huh. and they are in the absolute most you know terrible place probably in their whole life they're being asked to do these things you've got these people in this industry going well of course you want the yeah brass you're like lined. family you're you're you know, like family to us of course you want this yes. and, and the prices just go crazy so the average cost i'll use state of ohio for just the funeral is about a little over $7,000, $7,049. And when you add in the cost of burial to the funeral, so the plot, the stone, all of that, it comes to about $19,519 on average to, to stick a body in the ground. So now if you go to a place like Hawaii, the average cost is gonna be 41,000. Now, my cheap nature is such, <laughs> <laughs> that that it, you just sort of say there's got to be a cheaper way, right? So how? Well, do these wait a minute, things... wait a minute. So I just want to say that one of the challenges here is how do you pay for this? And I'm going to answer that question in that I have seen this over and over and over. People who have lived in poverty have had insurance policies to pay for this stuff, and. It's It's really unbelievable that the thousands and thousands of dollars for basically the minimum. Um, I know I, I recently, um, one of my friends, her mother died rather suddenly and her mother had two insurance policies. They had nothing, but they had two insurance policies to pay for her death. And we went to the funeral home, which was a nightmare. And I could, I, I don't even want to talk about that. And then we That's went. That's good. I don't want you to. Okay. And then we went to the cemetery to look at the plots, and um, and uh, and then we were supposed to look at the headstones. And I said, I don't think I think it's probably a good idea. Don't make a decision today because you're upset. And the woman, the salesperson, wasn't that keen about it. But so she, so in the room they have this amazing brass thing, uh, headstone with has etchings of the people holding their grandchildren and everything. I asked her, how much did that cost? And she said, $35,000. Yeah. Well, if you don't buy that one, you're just cheap. So, <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's take a break here. And I want to just let people know that you are listening to when the biomass hits the wind turbine with Jay and Annie Markey, reminding you quite literally, it is indeed the end of the <laughs> world as point, we know it. At some point in life. And thank God. All right. So today we're talking about, Basically, the unsustainable nature of the way we dispose of our final remains. See, we can't even call well, it. Well, we our... don't dispose of it. Well... <laughs> Other people do. <laughs> Not that can be proved. We can't, and, uh... we can't reach through the grave. So anyway, so some of the basic costs, I'll just run these through real quick, is, uh, for instance, the funeral home fee averages about 2500 bucks. A coffin is 2500 bucks like for a well, basic this is one. average this is yeah, on yeah. average uh -huh. director's fee 1500 body preparation 750 ceremony 925 transportation the hearse and that thing 500 bucks the average plot runs a thousand to four thousand bucks a marker a grave marker two to five thousand bucks and if you decide okay well we'll just do cremation that'll save me some money um you know, that's only going to take about 2000 bucks off the total cost. So instead of around $19,000, you are going to be at about 17000 And if you're a veteran, the, generation, or the generosity of our system will pay 
seven hundred and ninety six dollars well that's an improvement it was 425 so right so so anyway so those are some of the reasons now i've kind of said okay we're running out of space we're um there are toxins there are pollutions there's high cost yeah. so what are some of the solutions Before, some of the alternatives oh some of the solutions well one of the solutions which i'll just go back to the idea of the cremation is you can donate all right. Well, that's my last. Okay. My well, last we talk list. about that. All, all right. I'm going to walk through an order because I have a list and I'm sticking to it. So, Alrighty. All right. So one option is, uh, and I'll probably mispronounce this, but uh, res resumation, resumation, which is basically biocremation. So rather than than burning the body, what they do is they soak this body in alkali um, and lye, so it dissolves uh, all of the it's organic. It's like a bad material. film. Well, you know, and, and, um, well, I, do you want to be wet or burned? So, so it takes, um, oh, no, I don't want to melt. I don't know. 80% less energy is used in this process than cremation. So, um, it uses about, or it gives off about one tenth of the emissions. And then the liquids that are left over just simply go through the sewer system. Um, and, and they help in, in the breaking down of um, other things that are in the sewer system. Right. So How they, much does that cost? I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming it's comparable to cremation, but that's just a wild guess. So, but here's the thing. When I, when I see it in my mind, and of course, I won't be there when I'm dead uh, to see it, but it's like one of those films where they they show everybody sort of melting. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all nasty. I mean, all of these things oh, good are nasty. Point. That's a good point. You know, I mean, it's, it's just something we don't want to think about, but it's going to happen to everybody. I so, like the idea of being in a box buried where the microbes come okay. and eat you. Well, I, then that's, that's another option. There you go. Leading I right like in. that. The whole idea of green burials. Yeah, I love and that. And so you say, okay, well, instead of paying for a mahogany box with brass buckles and velvet line. Just give me a basic paper or bamboo or pine or no box at all. Just wrap, yeah, wrap, wrap in the a bottom shroud. in a shroud. Mm -hmm. um, I have my shroud ready. You put it into the ground. Um, there is no state that prohibits this. Um, wow, and, that's cool. And no state mandates that you have to have a particular container for the body. And in fact, most states prohibit... Uh, funeral directors from from uh, not letting you pick which you know if you go in and say right. I want a funeral but I don't want your casket I want I've got this old cardboard box but you know, I do want to say that I'm sure that if the funeral home gets involved in this where like they have to come and retrieve the body from somewhere or whatever then you're going to not have a free uh, free ride they're going to sock it to you especially if they realize you're not going to pay for all their other stuff. Well, and that's always a problem because it is an industry. Yes, Once again, it and it's like is. the medical model. Once you get into the system, you lose control. So um, in a green burial, there is there is no embalming. That makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there's some religions that don't want, that yeah, are, sure. say it's wrong to embalm. And and that you would, um, that you would then, um, once the body is put into the ground, if there is no embalming um, and there is no casket, then it leaves no chemical trace. You know, the body well, if decomposes. Well, full of pharmaceuticals well, or, or whatever. whatever. But, so that's part of it. And, and there is even a concept 
that you were replenishing the quality of the land. Well, sure, because the microbes are, have sure. something to eat and they're bringing it's all fertilizer. that back. Yeah. You become fertilizer. Yeah. And and there are some well, green cemeteries. Some green cemeteries take it to the extreme where they say, okay, we've got this plot of land that is nutrient poor. We're going to use the bodies to replenish the land. And we are not even going to have markers. Um, so you would be giving, uh, not you, because you'd be dead, but uh, your family <laughs> would be given GPS coordinates. So instead of a marker for the grave, you were located at this particular place. And, uh, you know, they can plant trees or they can do whatever, but that becomes a pure green kind of burial cemetery. So that's kind of taking it to the extreme. And there are those people who would maybe not like that because there is a certain cultural value and personal value in being able to see a marker and say, yes, this is someone I knew, or this is some ancestor or whatever. Um, and that's something that's lost because all of this stuff is lost. There's something lost. Cause we, we found, for instance, we loved in Europe to go walking through cemeteries and, and just look at the, the stories, look it. at the graves and look at the old and, and they're usually peaceful places and, mm -hmm. and landscape. Yeah, almost like walking through a museum, oh, you know, or like an a, art, art center. Um, yeah. But it's, it's something that will be lost and it's going to be lost regardless because they're simply, it's a luxury. We as a world. Well, it's afford. an antiquated way of dealing with death that we've hung on to, which we, gave away all the other antiquated parts that are really meaningful. And then that's what we've got left and we've given up our power. Sure. Well, so. we can reclaim some of that. We can reclaim the idea of home burials and home burials is something you and I have discussed. Um, and again, I want to reemphasize, I want to be dead first. <laughs> that, that's usually a legal I'll make sure. I'll make sure. <laughs> I'll have some way to make sure. <laughs> so, this was the norm prior to the 1930s. Most most family, they had their family plot or they, they did whatever locally. Um, these home burials are legal in all states except Arkansas, California, Indiana, Louisiana, Washington State, and Washington, D.C. And in three states, California, Indiana, and Louisiana, they are illegal. Probably the only things those three states have in common <laughs> with each other yeah. is they don't want you burying bodies at home. But probably in all three states, people do it and they're just not caught. Yeah. Um, there are 10 states that require that a funeral director be involved in the process. Yeah. But in most states, like the state of Ohio, you know, once the death certificate has been signed, then you as the next of kin basically own the body. And you can take it to your home and bury it. Hang out with it. Bury it in a fashion that, you know, obviously there, there, are, there are cultural requirements, but there may not be legal requirements. Um, there are often local ordinances, local, but not statewide. So you might say, okay, you can't bury the body closer than 10 feet to a property line or near a stream or, or, or if water. it's not embalmed, you have to bury it within a certain period right, of time. Right, that's so usually going to be case. local. You would have to know more about not just what the state says, but also local thinking, health department stuff. Yeah, and how deep how deep in the ground the body's yeah, going to be buried. You don't want it hooving back up with the freezing thaw. Or animals digging, you know, I mean, if yeah, you've got to get it like problem. three feet below at least. And of course they usually say, you know, six feet under kind of thing. So Well, that, it's uh, a huge problem because it could be a huge problem because like when we bury dead animals, if you don't get it deep enough, that scent 
is pretty strong for an awful lot of coons and dogs and I think I read somewhere that if two and a half feet is basically, they call it like the, the, uh, the odor barrier or something like that. It's a, so there is some, but I'm sure it deals with soil type and the like. Um, So that's an issue. So there, it's not like it's, it's pure, easy to deal with this, both emotionally. Bring in a backhoe, dig the, place out sure. throw the body in cover it back over you're good to go and there are some organizations like there's the uh, national home funeral um, alliance and they have some really specific guidelines on on how to do this how to dig the grave what tools you need cool we should like that. we should get a copy of that so that's good yeah mm-hmm. um so they're local organizations. then there's another one which would be a little bit easier than of course burying the body would be um, bio urns. So, so if the remains have been cremated, then you can buy, they call them like tree pods where you get a decomposable container and they usually put things like peat moss or fertilizer or soil in with the ashes and the seed to a tree of some sort. And you just simply bury it, you know, and then a tree grows from, Boy, they can sell anything. Yeah, well, and you can buy it on Amazon. It's like a uh, hundred to two hundred bucks. And actually, when I was looking, but you couldn't use your own little. Oh well, yeah, you could use you know a milk carton or something. It doesn't really matter as long as it's big enough. Um, but these things give it a little bit more. I don't know ceremony, uh, and there's usually not a whole lot of restrictions as to where these things can be buried. Um, talked about public parks. Probably don't want to get They can't caught. be buried at the, <laughs> at the cemetery because well, that's when, that's a business. when when my mother died and I had the ashes, they said, okay, so you have to have a special little vault thing that's like a miniature of the vault for the casket. And it costs so much to open the grave. And then you it has to go in there a certain way. And then it costs so much to close the grave. I'm like, I, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Well, and that's not a law. That's just their business model. Right. A thousand dollars or something just to put the ashes somewhere. And then of course, there's another option, which this is your, your favorite option, which is donate, donate the body, right? Um, Donate it to science, to a medical school. Uh, I know you've made arrangements with uh, Ohio University yeah, so school. so let me talk a little bit about that process. Um, you've got to be a, a, under a certain weight in order to qualify for the program, and you have to be alive. So if you've already <laughs> alive when you sign the agreement, yes, that's right. <laughs> Not you when you donate the body. You, you you have to be alive when you sign the agreement, and so it can't be your relative trying to get you into the program, and you've just died. Um, it's a fantastic program. It helps medical students and people working to be physical therapists. Uh, the one at OU was really helpful to me when my brother died very suddenly. Um, and they were amazingly compassionate. Yeah, they were really great. And they came and got the body. There was no cost. Um, and then they had a, a beautiful ceremony once a year, which we went to and were able to speak. And all of the medical students and physical therapy people were there and they were so honoring. We made buttons that had a picture of my brother when he was young and people came, the students came up and said, uh, you know, could we have one of those? Cause we don't really get to know the names and we'd like to see. 
And they did keep the body for quite a long time, which made me feel good that he had really contributed something. And he was a, a nasty soul. And so this was the one good thing that he'd done in his life was to ask to have this. Okay, this well, on, on that pleasant note, on this pleasant <laughs> well, topic. Well, I'm just saying anything's right. possible. Yes, okay. Yes. Well, we want to thank you. Uh, you've been listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke. We want to thank our Emmy Award-winning producer, Adam Rich, who is still alive. Uh, we'll make that note. <laughs> He's silent, and we want to though. thank you for spending just a little bit of time with us. And as your grandmother hopefully told you, the secret to a happy and sustainable life is... Play nice with others, clean up your own mess, and you should arrange your death before it happens. Yeah, it's a problem for those that are left over. All right, till next time. Bye-bye. I know the stars are dancing in the firelight. Soon we'll be together, now we'll be revealed. Mother Earth will sing, and her children will be healed. See the morning glory, blossom in the night. Know the skies are dancing. You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at BlueRockStation.com.